Hi, this is Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are The Modern Principal. We are two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite size of PD to tackle on the way to or from school each day. This week, we talk about how to manage your time to get into classrooms. Thanks for joining us. Ever wonder how we fully fund these podcasts? Yes, us too. We have no idea what we're doing or how we're doing it, but we're trying something new. Hop over to our website. We have started a Patreon account. Patron? Patreon. We don't know. Christy corrects me every time I say it. Anyway, so far we've had one donor. She's a fabulous art teacher of mine, and she's amazing. Why don't you become our second? Hop over to our website and click on my Patreon account to be a donor of this Fabulous podcast. Hey, Karen. What up? Are you trying to record me, like, off the record with your phone? No. Okay, you keep putting your phone up in the air. I took a picture of us. <laughs> I was like, are you trying to, like, videotape me right now? You guys, we just recorded our first ad. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it sounded bad. It was pretty rough. We've got some good bloopers from it. I ended it with, okay, bye. <laughs> No, we really don't. Uh, Christy, what's going on? What's your witty banter? Oh, I don't know. I had some funny kids. My kids at school this week were, I don't even know. They were like so, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're dramatic. They were like so overly Uh dramatic. And like I had a kid come into the office first thing and he's like, hey, can I I call my mom? I'm like, well, yeah, bud, what's going on? Maybe tell me what you want to call her for. Right. He goes, I think. I think I got brain damage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor guy. Because he had hit his head, and I was like, well, maybe oh. let's start with the nurse, and then we'll call him. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, you know, like, this week was the first cold week, you know, like, yeah. actual fall Chilly. weather. And, I mean, not even cold, but what was it, 60? And a kid comes in from recess, and he's, like, squeezing his hands, and he's like, oh. I think I have frostbite. <laughs> and you're like, it's 67 degrees. You good boy. That's funny. I had a kid, I had a student this week that was just really in his feelings in our in our care room. So uh-huh. just working it out. And my focus room, my care room teacher comes over and she's like, hey, you know the expectations. You don't get to use these tools if you don't use them correctly. And he just looked at her and said, I hate your expectations. <laughs> but you, because you always give them to me. And she was like, valid point. Carry on. <laughs> I hate your expectations. (laughs) Um, Christy and I had a fun adventure today. Uh, Yeah, was it fun? (laughs) It was for my husband. Somebody who he works with, I don't know who you are, but I will find out, (laughs) gave him free tickets to the Renaissance Festival. You guys, I have a visceral body reaction to humans in costumes that talk to me. Like, not at Halloween or, like, fun parties. But, like, when they are feeling... Like, in public? When they're really embodying their character, yes. which is great, because they're acting and they're doing a wonderful job. I just get frozen and stage fright. Like, I don't know. Like, do I talk in the accent back? <laughs> do I ask questions about, like, their costume? Like, where do I go? Do I ask about, like, their goat or something? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> so, anyways, we went to that, and we <laughs> convinced Christy to come along. Yep, yep. I've, I think one of my kids will be a Renaissance Fair person. Yeah, mine will too, probably. <laughs> they did like the jousting thing. It was Yes, fine. yes. But we couldn't get our husbands away from it. 
No, I we were trying to leave forever. It was sweet. There was some cute stuff. Little fairy garden. But I also learned the lesson that if you stop moving, someone will come over and start talking to you. And yeah, it happened twice. And try to sell you a goat or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So this week, uh, we have a really short little well, we snippet. Say short, but then when we start talking, who knows? Well, the scenario is short. Oh yes. Literally, we just got something in our inbox, uh-huh. um, and it just said. How did you build your schedule to allow yourself for time to be in the class to know the students and staff? From Danny from Delaware. Well, Danny, we're going to tell you. <laughs> Christy, you did a ton. Christy's favorite thing is to talk about schedules. Probably, I do really like to. I like to talk about time. So I read. like in your top four favorite things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because I, my very first self-help book that I read when I was like in my early 20s, like I didn't even know that genre totally existed until I became a young adult. And my very first self-help book was called 168 Hours by mm-hmm. Laura Vandekam, mm-hmm. Vanderkam. She's talked about it before. And yes, I've talked about it before. Love her. And I love every book and ebook that she's ever written. And she just, it kind of changed my view on time. Or maybe I hadn't even developed what my view on time was because I was, like, 21. Like, um, <laughs> I am almost 40 and I don't have a view on time. But um, her, her big theory from this book is that if you look at your time in terms of a week versus hours in the day, uh-huh. um, you can really maximize all of the things that you want to do. And so I kind of, when I got to the systems part, I kind of took her ideas um, and looked at it more on a weekly basis as opposed to a daily. Oh, and, that's good. Because I actually, I had actually started a weekly check or a daily checklist this year. I've used it twice. Um, <laughs> Even a daily checklist. Like, like the things that I really want to do every single day. Like I have a preschool that's at the, it's in another building on my campus. Uh-huh. Like always make sure I get done a preschool every day. Um, always make sure that I'm writing a nice note every day. Always making sure I, you know what I mean? Like just these things I want to do every single day. Have and, you done them every single day? No, I told you I used it twice. Well, you used like I have done, twice. I've done the things on it more, but. Just because the note is there. No, I don't know. I'm my my idea, my my thought is that I need to maybe be looking more on a weekly basis oh. rather than trying to do everything daily Got because it. that's not working for me. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like it was working. No, 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 it's not. No, <laughs> it's not. I think another disclaimer we need to add to this podcast is that our jobs are really hard. They're very robust. They're very complex. And I don't think either one of us claim to 100% manage our time. Oh. Well, every day. <laughs> I think we would claim the opposite. Um, as you can tell from my voice, I think my body is claiming the opposite, yeah, too. Yeah, Karen's body's just shutting it's down. It's just powering down. Done. I did want to, like, I did think it was important before we dive too into how we set our schedule up. People that aren't school leaders, school principals, probably don't know all of the various tasks that we would want to do in a week. No. So I thought it'd be good to go over some of those things that, like, when if we're thinking in a weekly global lens, what would be all those things that would be on our list that we'd want to get done? So I try to stay up on my payroll and my coding yep. and my budgeting. So I set it, like, I have a recurring reminder for those two things weekly. We always have evaluation cycles and walkthroughs. You should be scheduling some of those weekly. Um, you'll always have meetings with different people and thinking about your instructional jobs. 
Um, both of us try to be pretty active in PLCs and to just be in classrooms just to see what's going on, not necessarily do formal walkthroughs. You're going to have student support meetings. You're going to have meetings to triangulate your different teams, like your instructional coach and your title yep. teacher and you or social worker and counselor. So making a list of all of that, um, staff celebrations, student celebrations, your newsletter, your and newsletter. Yep, making, I always make sure that my announcements are prepped for the following week, that sort of thing. Yep. Just making and sure you have a, um, that what, all that stuff figured out, like what can be delegated and lists. what can't. Yeah. Okay. Now go, go tell some, do, should you do systems? so? I think the thing, I think this actually lends itself really well to some of the scholar part that I looked up, um, because, I, one of the very first things that showed up on my search when I was in EBSCO host, um, <laughs> was an article and, um, do you say it Cap'n, Cap'n magazine? Like the... I like that you're asking me. I didn't know how to say Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's how you say it. Um, but anyway, and it was... It, the title is New Thinking About Instructional Leadership. And at first when I was reading this, I was um, a little bit caught off guard because I think that as principals, we're told instructional leadership, instructional leadership, instructional leadership. Like you need to be in classrooms. Um, that's your primary goal, giving feedback to teachers, coaching teachers, that sort of a thing. And these scholars from this article, I want to make sure I say their names, um, Horing and Loeb, they actually did a really huge study um, at Stanford, and they looked at three large urban districts, one on East Coast, West Coast, one in the Midwest, and they surveyed 800 principals, mm. 1,100 assistant principals, and 32,000 teachers, and did 250 full-day observations and comprehensive wow. interviews of principals. So I thought that was really... That Deep. seems really, yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that for our dissertation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were kind of like, despite all of the different contexts and like despite the different right, district different policies variables. and everything, they found that schools that demonstrated growth in student leader and student achievement are more likely to have principals who are strong organizational managers. Ah. And so rather than trying to fit principals into what they call like that convi conventional definition of instructional leaders of just quote unquote, like being in classrooms. I don't know why I said quote unquote, that didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> um, but trying to expand that definition of what organizational leadership is yes. and um, including all of the different pieces of supporting staff, scheduling, discipline, like almost exactly yep. what we were just talking about, yep. making sure that they're organizing all of those tasks and being in classrooms and yep. giving feedback. But maybe spending 90% of your day in classrooms, it actually doesn't correlate to student achievement. That makes a lot of sense. Because if you don't have, like, to me, that organizational management is less about your own organization and the ways that you set up the systems within your organization. Yes. It's really about the school and mm -hmm. the school as a whole, as opposed to just you as the instructional leader. And one thing that I would say that if you are finding you don't have time to do all of the things, then maybe you need to build some systems so that you're not the only one doing all of the things. Karen, what are some of those systems? <laughs> oh, what a good segue. Well, <laughs> this is not going to be part of the brief part, but you have to have a system with responding to student behavior and discipline. Otherwise, that will drive your day. So that's a pod for another day. Yeah, that's probably one of our most requested pods, and it's so much that it's we have. It's so layered that we haven't even sat down to figure out, like, which How does that even with. happen? Yeah. But, yes, you need to have a system in place so that other people, teachers know how to get you if it's an emergency, but otherwise there's ways to not have it interrupt. Yep. 
One thing that I thought about too is almost working backwards, going back to Laura Vanderkam and looking at, okay, I technically have like 35 hours with kids in the building for the most part every week. And so now working back from that 35 hours, I'm going to subtract five hours for my lunch duties that I have every day. I'm going to subtract three and a half hours for meetings with, like you said, the coach or my social worker, those sorts of things. Three hours for collabs each week, another two hours for coverage and drill. And so that left me with 21.5. I did 10% each for unexpected things and 10% for discipline in a dream world. Oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> mathematically beautiful. I, so then I ended up with kind of 17 and a half free, quote unquote, like flexible hours. And so then I might take those 17 and a half hours and start to feel and start to build in where do I need to be spending my time? Do I need to be doing evaluations, informal feedback? Do I need to be sitting down and looking at data, meeting with teachers? Yeah, that sort of thing. That's awesome. Uh, that um, does not work for my brain. That stresses me out. So I prefer to just look at a calendar and just start plugging in stuff that I need to do on the open slot. So Christie's is much more intentional and purposeful, and mine is much more random, where I just shove stuff in in empty spots in my calendar. <laughs> but either works. Either works. Fine. Yes, and then or I, either doesn't work fine yeah, because you can have the best intentions, and, and then there's a positive COVID case and it ruins <laughs> the next two hours. So yes, and I always think that we, as principals, shy away from being intentional about setting office time, but you need to remove that guilt and set office time. Yep, we in your work week. Totally agree. The day. I think my first year, and I think it was okay because it was my first year. I did no paperwork at school. Yeah, I was. I Just tried to be, people. yeah, tried to be with people. And I'm not saying that that was necessarily the right or wrong thing to do, but as I've gotten more experienced, I am okay doing paperwork at school. Yes, I agree. Because it's not sustainable. Just like we don't want teachers taking home, home stuff every stuff single every night. Every single night. No. So. No. And some of the paperwork stuff you have to do will help their like the other systems run smoothly. So it's okay. Yeah. Responding to their requests and their emails in a timely fashion helps the building run smoothly. Yep. Exactly. I also, this year I bought a hallway desk. I need to like, I love it. I need to like Instagram the old. So I took over, you know, for another principal Uh and he was kind of showing me around one day. He's like, and if you don't want this, um, cart, this is my hallway cart and I can, I'll take it with me. And I was like, uh, new uh-huh. you can leave that here oh my gosh <laughs> I know and I'm a fabulous secretary who like it came in like this red wood with like silver accents and she's like let me take that home for you and she painted it white and <laughs> did the accents gold so she's just lovely That's anyways nice. I just wheel mine around and I do it helps me feel like I'm not doing office work when I'm not in my office right so it feels better to do that what else what else I will say this can't be overstated. I think sometimes when principals start thinking about building relationships with staff and um, spending time with people, they forget the importance of building relationships with students. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things as I reflected on my um, kind of success with some of the community that I worked with was, I think when kids are going home and talking about Miss Hyle, Miss Hyle, Miss Hyle, then, they're, then I'm already going to have put in deposits. Yep. Like as the kids principal, if if you don't know the kids and they aren't speaking highly of you, you're going to have an uphill battle when you want to make changes. Um, when, when you do you have, have a have hard that. phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. So being like present isn't just a way to keep your staff supported and not going insane. It's also a great way to 
I mean, for all kids, not just those that we often think about principals supporting kids in crisis or those with discipline, but you need to be present and there for all kids. So when you're having academic conversations, you know the student you're talking about. I think that's something we both pride ourselves on. Absolutely. Is, um, and I'm, I'm not there in my new building, but definitely in my last one by the end of yeah. you know, my time there, like knowing where the kids are academically, being right. able to kind of bring out their reading level, like you at least have a good idea if they're on yeah. um, track or they're not and, and what's being done if right. they're not. Right. And it just sometimes the best way to do that is just sit in classrooms yep. or go to lunch or go to recess. I mean, I try to schedule ways to give teachers back time. Like this week, I'm covering their recess duties because it's conference week. So I'm going to be outside at recess the whole day. And that's a great time to bond with the students. I would like my teachers not to hear that. <laughs> Who was it? They won't know the difference in our voices. We sound the same. Right? There's no way to tell. Christy, I do other things. Tell. I will do other things. I sound like a... Uh, anyway. Like I'm gargling marbles. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what else to say. I think just find a method and stick to yep. it. A few other just like little things that we had um, that we could share that might be helpful to someone is um, put your walkie on a different channel. Only tell your secretary. So if there mm. is time that you need to get into classrooms and not be interrupted or even sit in your office without being interrupted, try changing that walkie channel, making sure your secretary knows. Um, also, I don't know how to change the walkie channel, so that would not work for me. I don't know how to work it. I have to give it to someone every day at Car Rider because we go on a different channel and I'm like, here. Uh -huh. Okay. That might not work if you it's are okay. technologically Thank you. <laughs> struggling. Um, we also talked to you about setting up, like you said, repeated reminders for those yep. weekly tasks or daily tasks. Um, I also have found this is, I don't know that this would work for everybody, but there was a time that it really worked well for me to work from home for an hour before everybody got up. Because every time I would go into the building, if I tried to go in early or stay late, I was getting right. interrupted. So starting to work from somewhere else. Yeah, that's helpful. And I often have found that sometimes I, I have a secret place that I do work in my... <gasps> you do? So, like, people walk by my office and I'm not there. 90% of the time I'm in classrooms. But there's another 10% of the time when I schedule office time, I don't always just stay in my office. O-M-G. Because mm -hmm. so no one can find you. I still have my walkie, but if I, like, have to get something done. You go to a secret location. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Does your secretary know where it is? Not always. Usually, oh. yeah. It's not that secret. <laughs> I mean, people can find me there. It's a classroom. I don't leave. Oh. <laughs> I don't, like, leave the premises. I just literally go to another location that isn't my office. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so our From the Desk of the Modern Principal, I found a quote from my favorite, Laura Vanderkam. Vanderkamp. Yep. And she says, time is elastic. It stretches to accommodate what we need or want to do with it. And oh. so I, I liked that, that we can try to bend time to do what we make time for work for us. Bend it. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Patron. <laughs> um, and if you do subscribe, you can receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal.